We are also going to get into something sweet this evening, which is God's Word. So if you have a Bible, you want to open up to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, if you don't have a Bible, there's Bibles in the seats. You can borrow one, or you can just listen, because I'm going to read it to you. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. You may be familiar with this. You may hear this on the regular, because it's a famous set of scriptures, and it's talking about some shepherds. All right? Shepherds. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Let's go ahead and will you pray with me as we open God's Word? Father, we are so uh, thankful to gather in this house uh, this evening. Thankful that you came to give us life and joy and peace and forgiveness. And God, we thank you for your Word. And we pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would minister to us, you would speak to us, uh, you would reveal truth to us. And that that truth would set us free. That that truth would give us life and hope and peace in this world that doesn't have a lot of that very often. That we would be life and hope and peace uh, to the people that are around us, God. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right, Luke chapter 2, verse 8. This is what it says. It says, Now there were in the same country shepherds, living out in the fields. Who's living in the fields? Shepherds. Shepherds are living out in the fields in the same country. The same country as a very famous couple named Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph happen to be in a very famous town. What do you think the name of the town is? Bethlehem. Mary and Joseph are in Bethlehem, and so are these shepherds. Look what they're doing. It says, they're keeping watch over their flock by night. So here we are at night. We have a little flock. And there's a shepherd. There's a lot of shepherds. And these shepherds are just doing their job. They're working the night shift. Right? They're just watching the sheep, keeping track, minding their own business. Now, you and I, we know what's going to happen. Because you've heard this. You've seen the movie. You've watched the cartoon. All of those things. Yes. <laughs> but they don't. And so I just, I want you to think about these shepherds. Out in the middle of the night. Watching the sheep. Looking at the stars maybe. Playing with the grass. Trying to stay awake. Just nothing is happening out there. It is probably the most boring time that you can imagine. And all of a sudden, something else happens. Something new happens. Out of nowhere, an angel appears. Here it is in the next verse. Look at verse 9. And behold, look, check it out, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Has anybody ever been scared in the dark? jump scare, right? I don't know if the angel purposely jump scared them. All of a sudden there's an angel there glowing and the glory of God is around them, but they are afraid. They are scared. Verse 10, then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great, what's the word? Joy. 
which will be to all people. How many people is all people? That's all. That's all there is, right? All people. That means you here today in Aliso Viejo and people in Virginia and North Dakota and Florida and Idaho and everywhere else that people from here have gone <laughs> and Sri Lanka and Indonesia and like all people. India, I was just on a Zoom call today and I was listening to a man speaking from Nepal. He was talking about the gospel going out in Nepal. And you know what was interesting? He used the gospel as a verb. He was talking about some friends of his who got gospeled. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I've ever heard of that, but that's cool. I'm going to go gospel somebody myself. <laughs> like, all people. This is, is mind-boggling to think that an angel has come with good tidings and great joy for all people. Because if you think about the news that you get, normally it's not good news for everybody. Right? It's good news for somebody. It's good news for some people. But the news that this angel is going to give, here's what I want you to catch. It's good news for all people. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. Like up into this point, most of the time, like if there was a God that was worshipped in a place, it was only worshipped in that place. Right? You had local deities. You had local gods. Or you had, you know, Greek gods and Roman gods. And, you know, you have all these different limited gods. And yet this angel comes and he says, hey, listen, I've got good news and it's for all people. I want you to think right now of somebody you don't think that applies to. Go ahead, get them in your head. You can think of somebody. You know who that person is. You think like, not them. That person will never believe. That person is not, they're, they're too bad. Maybe some of you are thinking that about yourself. Like, not me. I just came for the cookies. <laughs> right? Like, I, it's not good news for me. You don't know how bad I am. You don't know how far I am. You don't know how many times I've rejected you. You don't know me. I'm telling you, I don't need to know you because the angel said it's for all people. I think that is so powerful. The angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For why? What is it? For there is born to you this day in the city of David, that's Bethlehem, a savior who is Christ, the anointed one, the Lord. These angels get the most powerful, important news like ever delivered. Even when Jesus is born and teaching and, and an adult and walking around and healing people, people still don't get this. Right? If you remember, if you were here as we're going through Matthew, Jesus is like, so who do people say that I am? They're like, oh, Elijah or John the Baptist come back from the dead or whatever. Like, they don't get this. Do you remember the, do you remember the disciple who got it? His name was Peter. Remember Peter, who's like, you are the Christ. You, you're the Messiah. You're the Savior of the world. And he's like, that's correct. God, my Father, has revealed that to you. 
Isn't it crazy that before Jesus is even born, the most important thing is said about him from an angel to a bunch of shepherds? Have you ever wondered why shepherds? Now, we think of shepherds and we see them on like, you know, greeting cards and, you know, Christmas cards. How many of you guys had a shepherd on your Christmas card? Just out of curiosity. Anybody? Yep, there's, I see, pointing to your parents. I got you. Right, we see them on a cartoon. We see them in the, you know, in the storefront. Shepherds were not trustworthy people. Right, shepherds were, were not scholars. They were probably not even literate. They didn't have an important position. If you wanted to tell the most important news that had ever been given, you would never tell a shepherd. Because a shepherd is no one. A shepherd has nothing but a bunch of sheep. People don't even trust shepherds. If the, the shepherds go and tell the news, they're like, ah, that's crazy news. Who'd you hear it from? Some shepherds. They're like, <laughs> I don't believe that. But this is the interesting thing, right? You can tell a lot about a person by the people they talk to. Is that true? You can tell a lot about a person by the people you talk to. You go you, at work, at school, at church, like who do they talk to? Well, they only talk to the popular people. Or they only talk to the people that are rich. They only talk to the people that are cool. They only talk to, you know, the people that whatever. I don't, fill in the blank. When the angel comes, sent by God to speak to the shepherds, there's a reason. It wasn't just because nobody else was up. <laughs> right? Like, God's like, my son got born in the middle of the night. We got to tell somebody. And he's just like looking around. Well, who's awake? Who can we tell? <laughs> Everything was planned about the coming of the Savior. Everything was predicted and prophesied. This wasn't accidental. This was purposeful. The good news of great joy to all people was going to the lowest. It's going to the lowest. Why? So that you and I can realize and remember that the bar is very low to come to Christ. That to be saved, it, you, you don't have to step over a giant bar. There's not some, oh, I have to be so righteous, or I have to be so good, or I have to be important, or I have to be someone. These shepherds were nobodies. We don't even know their names. They don't need, like, there's not even names. They have no position. They have no importance. And yet they get the most important news. And who he tells it to is just as important as the news that they are told. He tells it to shepherds because the good news is good for everyone. So from the highest angel to the lowest shepherd, you and I, we fit right in the middle. Right? Like we all come to him. We all are received do you, how powerful is it to be received? Do you know when you come somewhere and they welcome you? Or do you feel like maybe you're going over to somebody's house for a Christmas party. You come in the door and you get nothing. Do you know, you know how that feels? You like start looking at your shoes and you're kind of like, I don't know. You look for something to pick up, drink or eat or something. Hopefully you didn't feel like that tonight. I don't know. Right? But it's not a, it's, it's like this awkward feeling. You're looking for connection. We talked about that on Sunday. You're looking for a connection. 
And yet Jesus says, I welcome, I receive, I even seek out everyone. You don't have to be a somebody. Jesus would not be only for the royal, only for the important, only for the rich. He's for all people. He was a king for the lost and the lowly, the forgotten and the weary. That's the kind of king he still is. And I think that's what's so powerful about him speaking or about the angel speaking to the shepherds. And then the angel said, if you go down a little bit there, verse 12, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a crib. Is that how it goes? A manger. You will find a babe wrapped in... See, there's, it's not a sign to find a babe wrapped in cloths and lying in a crib. That's like every baby, right? But for the angel to say, hey, guys, listen, go look for a baby that's laying in a doggy bowl. That's a sign, right? Like, go look for a, a, a baby lying in a feeding trough. That's unique, that doesn't make sense that the son of God would be set down where the animals eat. Why? Here's, here's the thing that I want to mention about the manger, right? We talked about the shepherds. Here's the manger. The fact about the manger is Jesus came to receive everyone, but not everyone will receive him. Not everyone will receive him. There was no room in the inn. So they had to go out to the stable and lay their brand new baby who happens to be the king of kings in a feeding trough of an animal. You see, there's the picture, not just of the, of the feeding trough, but of the cross. The reality that from the very beginning, though the good news is proclaimed to all, not all will receive him and many will reject him and some will crucify him. But that was also part of the plan. Is that he poured out his life. He gave his love to us knowing that many of us would not receive it. And yet he still gave it. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves us. That's how much he loves all of us. That manger is symbolic of the rejection of Christ. That he comes and we have to receive him because there was plenty of ends, but there was not plenty of room. And sometimes that's true in our life, right? There's plenty of rooms in our heart, but there's no room for him. That there's too many things taken up. And Jesus is looking for that place. And we set him aside. Right? We don't have... Well, you can have the... You, there's a spot in the garage. <laughs> I think you can have that spot. He's like, okay. It's amazing in his grace that he takes whatever we give him. But I will tell you, he works his way through. <laughs> He starts, he starts with what you give him, and then he'll work his way deeper into your heart. And that is the process of sanctification. And then it says this in verse 13. 
And suddenly there was with the angel. So there's just one guy, one angel standing there. Suddenly, though, this is probably a jump scare. Suddenly, there's a, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. They heard a message, and they believed it, and it caused them to move. Right? Here's the crazy thing. That message of the good news comes to those shepherds that are really nobody, but they go to see Jesus this little baby with Joseph and Mary, and they'll find him. And then after that, it's like God has passed the baton. Who goes and tells about the Savior after this? No more angels. Just you and I. Just regular people. The shepherds. The shepherds, they go and they tell people. Jesus grows up. Who goes and tells people? Like we go and tell people. I think he should have stuck with the angels, <laughs> right? Like they're more dependable, <laughs> but he gets the glory through our lives that he uses. And that's, that's part of, that's part of the plan. That's part of the partnership is that he has come to all people, to all of us at every age and at every stage. And he's like, Hey, I'm sending my son, the savior of the world so that your sins can be forgiven, so that you can be reconnected in a real and right relationship with God. Come and see, and then go and tell. And so that's my encouragement to you this evening, is that you remember and realize that the message of the gospel, the good news, is for all. It's for you, it's for me. There is not a high bar to cross. The shepherds kept it low. But, but there is a high cost to the call. Once we come, there is the, the need to lay down your life just like he laid down his life. And then it's the opportunity that we have to share what he has done. And there's a whole bunch of people in the next four or five days, right? That you have an opportunity to come across and to share the good things that he has done. The good things that you have seen. That's all the shepherds did. If you see, they go, they go see Jesus. Verse 20, it says, Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. That's what we're going to do. We're going to close with that this evening. Brian and Katie are going to come back up. We're going to close in a couple songs. And I just want to encourage you to reflect on the love and the grace that God has for us. The love and the grace that, that God made available. Not even just to you. Right? Not even just to you, but to all people. To realize that this Christmas isn't just about me. It's not just about you and how you feel and how you're doing. This is good news for all people. And everyone needs to hear it. And everyone needs to be reminded of it. And so what, what we can do is receive from him... And then open our hearts and open our mouths and open our hands and just give him praise and glory. And 
any conversation we're in and any place we're at. Because he came to seek and to save the lost. He came to give rest to the weary. He came to bring peace to those that do not have it. Pray with me, and then let's worship together. Father, we are so grateful for your grace and your goodness, your love. We're thankful that you gave yourself for us, that, that you came as a baby, and you laid in a manger, and you grew up as a child, and you grew into a man, and you went to a cross for us, for all people. But that that's not where it ended. Lord, you went into that tomb and you walked out three days later with life and joy and true peace for all of us. If that hasn't happened in your life, you guys, tonight, make it happen. Come and see what he has for you. Come and talk to someone and see what he has for you. Let's stand Let's worship. We'll close with one song.
Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for coming. Hope to see you on Sunday, Christmas Eve. Please take some cookies, hang out, have some hot cocoa. God bless you guys. If you need some prayer, come on up. We'd love to pray with you. We'll see you soon.